All right. And uh, so we've had a week off. And now we're doing chapter 11, starting in the 20th verse. And I just think this is, uh, you know, as I reflect on the book of Hebrews, I'm just so impressed with the author, how it's went from who, God, who Christ is to his son of Godness to his, you know, son of man, to the promise, to the, the difference between the old covenant and the new and the shadow system. And like in chapter five, the meat of the gospel, which is grace and chapter six, the judgment and end times is what it's the, it's the milk of the gospel. It's the old Testament. And, and then in chapter 10 and chapter eight about the new covenant and now leading up to this chapter, which is the chapter of faith and what pleases God. We already read 11, six, which says it is faith that pleases God without faith. You cannot please God. And faith is believing something. If something sat in front of you and looked at, at it, it's not faith. God wants to show you something he's doing and your message, and he wants you to believe it, even though it's not visible to the seen realm. And sometimes those things become visible. And so I'm going to like scoot around a little bit. I was just, I just th I think I'll start off with, you know, let's see here. Oh, uh, you know, the beginning of the scriptures were uh, Genesis 2, 7, where it says, you know, man, he made man. And then what did he do? He breathed the spirit of life in man. He breathed his, you know, God breathed himself into man. Think about that. He did that right away. First thing that he did, the spirit of life is in man. Now I'm going to flip over here before I start this, because I think this is so important. 1 Peter, is it 1.11? I'm just going to read out of the Amplified. You know, the prophets and says, they sought to find out to whom and when this was to come, which the spirit of Christ working within them, indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glorify and the glories that should come. Now think about the spirit of Christ in them. Colossians 1, is it 27, 26, 28, right in there. The mystery that's hidden from ages and generations, which what's Christ in you. So when we're reading this, we start off in verse 20, says, by the same faith, what, what same faith? Abraham's faith. Where did he get Abraham get his faith? He got it from God. Next chapter, isn't it brilliant? He goes through faith, and then the next chapter, second verse, third, second, third verse, it says, He, Christ, is the author and perfecter of faith. Where does it come from? I just read that God blew his very self into us. He blew his spirit into us. Here, the prophets of old were hearing by the spirit of Christ within them. Now, so look at this. Think of that in mind when you're reading this. And the same spirit lives in you today. The spirit of Christ. And God wants us to see from the spiritual realm, which is the invisible realm, which causes me to deviate a little bit again before I start. Doing a lot of deviation today, but this is good stuff. Over in 1 Corinthians 2. You know, I'll just admit a quote. It, verse 9 says, What has been hidden, you know, okay, I'll just read it. It was written, What was concealed from ages in the realm of the inaccessible to the senses inaccessible to the senses when no human eye could catch a glimpse of nor their ear could ever whisper hear a whisper of neither could their inquiry mind decipher the code of the mystery which god has already fully accomplished and prepared as a royal highway imprinted on the hearts of his lovers what eyes not seen what ears not heard what has not entered the heart of man all that god has prepared for those who love him and i'll think about it i don't know if you this has happened to you but i don't I haven't been to church in a long time, but I've heard lots of preachers that preach that scripture and stop there. 
the next verse, but to us, he's revealed it by the Spirit. And I just want to read this because this is so important to this. Verse 10, the profound mysteries of God's eternal resolve, God's eternal resolve are now unveiled where in us. How? By the Spirit of Christ. Nothing is hidden from the Holy Spirit who explores the innermost thoughts of God. The Holy Spirit is exploring the innermost thoughts of God. The Amplified says sounding. You know, when you go out on a boat and you take your, your oar, you want to find out how deep it is, sounding the bottomless things of God. Just as a person's spirit knows their own thoughts beyond the public eye, we all have different thoughts tonight. And I can't read your thoughts and you can't read mine. Maybe some of them because I'm saying them. But even so, the spirit of God is our faith decoder to access the thoughts of God. In other words, think about this. You have your spirit. I used to teach this a long time ago. I have my spirit. You have your spirit. Now, I, if we're just quiet and expressionless, I can't figure out your thoughts. You can't figure out my thoughts. But now, how about if I took a little bit of my spirit out and put it in you, and now you would know my thoughts? That's what God has done. He's taken his spirit out and put it in us so we can def- decipher his spirit. And that's what he's talking about here, these faith heroes. So back to it. By the same faith, the source is Christ. Isaac, same faith as Abraham. Where did Abraham get his faith? From God. It's the spirit of Christ within him. Extended the future promise in the blessing he pronounced over his sons Esau and Jacob. Now, I'm not going to go through all these stories. And hopefully, if you don't know them, you should go look at them because they're good stories. And you remember uh, Rebecca, when she she was pregnant with twins, the Lord said to her, the the younger shall serve the older. And he was going to bless the older, but it's a long story. But it's interesting. In his dying moments, Jacob, in worship to God of Abraham as the father of the nations, Included the promise, the sons of Joseph who were born in Egypt. Remember, Reuben, who was the firstborn, slept with his dad's wife. Duh. And so he got excluded. But so God, so by the spirit of Christ, God adopted or brought in two boys that were, uh, of, jo- of Joseph's that were born of what? Of an Egyptian woman. Think about that. And I love this. In exalting the two grandsons into the rank and the right of Joseph's brothers, he bestowed on them, rather than Reuben, the double portion of the firstborn. Wow. Again, faith exceeds the natural. That's where God is trying to bring us all. So we start seeing by faith, he's given you the mind of Christ. That's the end of 1 Corinthians 2, 16, or 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16. He's given us, you know, and he's, just, he's given us this, uh, how does it say, the decoder, so we can understand the thoughts of God. By faith, by faith, now that faith has come, who came Christ? That's in Galatians, I think it's Galatians 3. Now that faith has come, who has come? By faith, where's the source? The parents of Moses did not fear the king's decree, but hid him from Pharaoh for three months because, wow, they saw a future in this child. Where are they seeing it? In their minds, in the mind of Christ. They're seeing a future by faith. By the Spirit of Christ, the source of faith is God. It's Christ. He is the author and source of all faith. That's where it's coming from. Same reason you're all here today is because it's the faith of God. It's Christ in you revealing and drawing you and drawing me, drawing us all together. It, is, it was faith that made Moses, love this. It was faith. 
made Moses realize that he was not the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. It was faith that did that. Think about that. These are seen in the supernatural. We call it the supernatural realm, but really, I mean, I'm con- you know, if the spirit of Christ lives in everybody, I mean, where did Einstein get E equals MC squared? He got it from the spirit of God. How do we invent the car? I mean, people get credit for it, but it's the spirit of God working. And unfortunately, the Christian people are so worried about him coming back, they don't get anything. And all these worldly people are not even paying attention, and they're getting all kinds of revelations of, of what God has already placed here. I mean, we're on a computer. This, this technology has been here for millions of years. It's been here the whole time. We just didn't have the intellect to grasp it, but God gave people thoughts. And next thing you know, we're accessing something that was always been here because God put it here. Anyway, so, the, but you know, people, if they think about it, remember it says, we know by faith that everything that's visible came from the invisible world. And that's kind of true. Where does it start in the mind of man, doesn't it? Where does it come from? The spirit of God. By faith, he, Moses, preferred to be associated with the affliction of God's people rather than the fleeting privileges of Pharaoh's house. Man, he really must have heard the spirit of Christ. He did not constitute the true portion of his inheritance. And that's, of course, that's 26. He was not embarrassed to be associated with the messianic promise at the expense of what? The treasures of Egypt. He deliberately looked away from those towards the greater riches of his reward. Where? In Christ. Now think about that. Instead of being moved by what his eye saw. And now think about it. He was, you know, he was in the royal palace. He had all the treasures. He's got position, authority. But he saw something different in his mind. Faith came. Remember where the remember the Holy Spirit, one of the gifts of the Spirit is faith, isn't it? To know something that you can't tangibly touch. To know that you know. I don't know if you've ever had a word of knowledge where you knew something that you, you know, one day I was at a Bible study years ago and some guy said, oh yeah, this guy, he's da-da-da-da-da. I said, he's going to come to the Lord. I just know it. I mean, I just, I mean, I was, I was so confident. I was like a cocky rooster and this guy was very annoyed with me. But two, two weeks later, the guy's whole life changed. But how did I know that? It was the spirit of Christ. And it was faith. I just knew that I knew. I had no reason to know. I mean, no tangible reason, but that's, who is that God? Bringing up that sort of thing. The rage of the king did not scare him when he abandoned Egypt. Faith given substance to the invisible made him brave. And if you look back there, it says, when the, remember he killed the Egyptian and the next day they're fighting. He said, why are you fighting? And they said, Oh, now who made you authority over us? Who's, you know, and he was fear of something that had been found out and what Pharaoh found out, he ran away. So in the Old Testament, it looks like to me, he was scared. But just like Sarah, his testimony is he was brave. And just like you, any mistake you've made, your testimony is the positive because God sees everything by faith and he sees the best in each one of you. Every one of you sees you as you are. And the only way you can see yourself true is by seeing yourself through putting on the mind of Christ and seeing yourself as he sees you. 28. His faith saw the Paschal Lamb and the sprinkled blood on the doorpost as a salvation of the people. Wow. God gave him a word, told him to do this, and this would save you, and he did. By faith, they crossed the Red Sea and dry, dry ground but the Egyptians drowned when they followed them. Now, it doesn't seem fair, so why did the Egyptians drown? Hmm. 
didn't God say, let my people go? Maybe they should have listened. But they didn't listen, did they? They were destroyed for not listening. By faith, the walls of Jericho collapsed when Israel marched around them seven days. In the, in the, it says they did not conquer through the strength of their army. army. And this is, this is the one that I loved the best of all these. Rahab, the prostitute's faith, saved, saved her. Here's a prostitute, non-Jewish. Rahab, the prostitute's faith, saved her. Even though her house was where? Built in the wall. I mean, the wall came tumbling down the wall. Right? Correct? Think about it. I mean, she was in the worst place. She was had her house in the wall. And it says her faith. Where did her faith come from? I mean, and if you remember, I haven't read the story in a long time, but when the spy showed up, they said, where are you? We heard you were coming. We were all shaken because we heard what God did in Egypt. And they're like, oh, there's, there's uh, giants in the land. And then all the, all the people in the land are going, ah, they're coming. Where have you been? We've been expecting you. We, were, we heard what happened. That her faith, while all the other houses collapsed around her, her own remained. She welcomed the spies and acknowledged, she acknowledged what? The God who saved them out of Egypt. She believed. And where did that faith come from? It's a mystery that's hidden from ages and generations. It's now revealed to the Gentiles. Christ in you. Been there all the time. God blows his very life, his very his self into us. Genesis, the second chapter. Her family also is given equal opportunity to be saved through faith. Remember Acts? Remember Paul and them were in the jail? They were singing praises and the walls came, or the, the jail doors came down and all the, all the, the jailer fell asleep, he was asleep and he was woke up, he's going to kill himself. And he said, don't, we're all here. And, he, and then they, he cleaned him up and he preached the gospel. He said, you know, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved and your entire household. But we know, I didn't, I never figured that out for years, but of course now I figured it out. And so the list of faith heroes, heroes continue. There is not enough time to tell the stories of Gideon. Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, Samuel, and the prophets. Now remember, and I, I, I know I'm probably repeating myself to the, so you're nauseated, but this is a letter to the Hebrews. This is to convince them to come to faith, come out of the old covenant of the law that can only curse you to the new covenant, the new glory, 2 Corinthians 6. You know, this is the glory of the old, not, not 6, but from 6 on. The glory of the old to the glory of the new. We've been transfigured from glory of the old to the glory of the new. Not glory to glory to glory to glory. There's only two glories. It's the glory. The old had glory, but nothing compared to the new. Only two glories. And you hear people say, well, glory to glory to glory. No, no. Two glories. 33. These are they who conquered kingdoms by faith. They accomplish righteousness by the same faith. Wow, they're righteous here in the Old Testament. Isn't that amazing? How? By faith. Isaiah 51.1, you who pursue righteousness, look to Abraham your father, sir, who gave birth to you. Faith causes righteousness. Works does not. And secured the promise. They secured it even though it had not shown up. 
Think about securing something in the future and you die, but you've secured it. By faith, they shut the mouth of lions. Gideon, like Rahab, was in no position to claim any credit for his achievement. Faith nullifies boasting. Now, think about it. Even though we have a Gideon online, Gideon was a wimp. Says he was in the least tribe, the least family, and he was least in the family. That's who God chose. And God shows up and says what? An angel shows up and says, oh, you valiant warrior. He's everything but a valiant warrior in the natural. That's how God saw him. And he fleeced and he did this and he did that, everything he could to make sure, right? Great man of faith. But he was. And God accomplished great things for him. 34. Their faith did what? Extinguished powerful fires. They escaped from the fierce battles. They were empowered in spite of frailty. Frailty, in spite of being weak, they were empowered. They became heroes in battles and caused hostile armies to flee before them. By faith, women received their children back from the dead. Others, no, this is others were severely tortured for their faith and refused, and this is refused to accept release when it was offered to them on the condition they would renounce their opinions. In other words, they had to know that they knew that they, knew. they had to see the invisible will, realm. I always like one of the things I just love to teach is Jesus did three big things for me. I mean, I know he forgave sins, but, I'm, but he showed us who the Father really is. He showed because he's a very image and likeness. He showed us who we really are because we're image, same image and likeness. And he showed us how to walk in this invisible kingdom, hearing the Father. He says, I only do what I see the Father doing, seeing in his mind. He's giving you his very mind to see what the Father's doing. These people, they saw. To have accepted deliverance that could have saved their lives, but their faith saw a more honorable and glorious resurrection. I love what Paul says. How does he say it? It's in Timothy. I'm about to go down and be set free. He's saying, I'm, I'm going to get killed, and then my body's going to be set free from this contraption. I mean, what a, what a way to, I'm going to go out in glory, and I'm getting out of this. this you know, and I'll soon be set free. Still others were mocked and ridiculed for their faith. They were beaten up, shackled in prison. While some were stoned to death, others, like Isaiah the prophet, were sewn asunder with a wood saw. They were yet others who were tempted by the promise of possible release from torture, and then were brutally what slaughtered with a sword. Many became wanderers, wandering refugees, with nothing but sheep and goatskin for clothing. They lost everything and were harassed and tormented. Now listen, the world did not realize their worth. These faith heroes were often uh, driven from their homes and forced to live in the deserts and mountains, sleeping like animals in caves and holes in the ground. Now, right, 39 here. Their lives were what? Trophies. Trophies to their faith. As a substance of what was visualized by hope. In other words, remember uh, Romans 8.25? We hope for what we do not see with patience, with perseverance, we wait for it. In other words, they were, with substance, they were visualized by hope. And the evidence of things their natural eye never, never saw. Their natural eye never saw. Maybe back in Peter, the Spirit of Christ. When was the suffering? When's this going to happen? The Spirit of Christ was showing them. Within them, they never saw the evidence of it because Christ had not shown up. God saw the perfect picture in you. We, say we, now complete the history of their lives. 
of all their prophecies. He's talking to them about the Jews. Look, we are the fulfillment of what they prophesied, fulfilled in the substance of things hoped for, which is Christ. Christ is the eschatos. He's the end. He's the conclusion. We are in the end time. When, when John talks about that, we, John said we know we're in the end time because what? Many uh, antichrist, people that are against Christ, have gone, gone forth. We know that we're in the end. We're in, we're in the last days. So when people say, oh, we're, we're, I don't know if we're in the last days. We've been in the last days for 2,000 years. And we're in the last days forever. And it's the glory of the promise and seeing by the spirit of Christ, by the God that gives us faith and shows us what is not discernible to our, our eyes. He's given us the eye inside our mind to see what the spirit of God is doing. And he's given us the faith to believe it. He is the source. I mean, if we've learned anything in Hebrews so far, he is the source of everything. Everything. We are not. We are the receiver. He is the source of everything. 